You know what, guys and gals, we're about eight months into the Carrot Cast. Uh, I think we're 34, 35, 36 episodes in. I'm not exactly sure which episode this is until I upload it. Um, and we've had tens of thousands of downloads and tons of comments. And um, I, I'll tell you what, this is a really, really good le- uh, learning lesson for me to make sure that you're always working towards your strengths. And we talked about this a little bit on um, the ep- episode of the Carrot Cast with Aaron Orndorf, um, one of our main content marketing guys uh, here with Carrot. And how we really shifted our content strategy about eight months ago when we, you know, when we rolled out the Carrot Cast to work toward our strengths instead of against them. And uh, the reason I'm saying this is because uh, I was in San Diego recently at an event. And I don't go to a whole lot of events. I love staying home and just really building my business purposefully and intentionally so I can only travel on things I want to travel on. Uh, not a lot of business travel. But so many people came up to me and talked about the Carrot Cast. Nine out of ten people who came up came up to me at this event and and knew who Carrot was. They didn't bring up the websites, all the, all the amazing stuff that we do, and then we help our clients too. They said, "I love the Carrot Cast. I love this specific episode. I love the fact that you're diving into the things that entrepreneurs oftentimes don't don't talk about." Because all day long, we could talk about real estate specific stuff, negotiating deals, you know, how to do a bandit sign, stuff like that. But those are things you can find for the most part on places like Bigger Pockets. You can find those in really good articles on all, all over the internet for free. So we tend to spend our time here at the CarrotCast on the things that, that we feel matter, things that hit you at the core of why you're doing what you're doing in real estate. Okay. There's also a lot of stuff on how to help you really ramp up your online marketing, how to help you really get a higher ROI and things like that. We dive into those in a big way. Okay. But I just really want to thank all of you guys for listening to the Carrot Cast over the past eight months. Uh, we're going to keep on challenging ourselves to make the Carrot Cast even better. We're going to bring on amazing guests. We're going we're to crack through those mental mindset blocks that you have as a real estate entrepreneur. And we're going to really double down uh, this next 35 episodes on helping you cut through that clutter in your market and gain a really competitive advantage mindset-wise and business and marketing-wise. All right, So this episode is no different. Now, uh, we're taking a slight departure on not, not diving into real estate-specific, specific, specific stuff in this episode because what we did is we're bringing on a Carrot customer, a Carrot client of ours, just like we did the first several episodes of the Carrot Cast. And Edward Beck is my guest today on this episode of the Carrot Cast. Edward has, has been a client of ours for quite some time now. And Edward's not a new investor. Edward has been around the block. He's been investing over 12 years. So he's been through the massive up cycle and the down cycle and rebuilt his business back up. You're going to hear how his business was crushing it in that last up cycle, how they almost imploded the business, how he picked it back up, rebuilt it so it's more sustainable, more profitable, and honestly, he's happier doing it. And we're going to talk about some of the struggles he's had, but also what is he doing in this market to really market himself in a really competitive market in El Paso, Texas, and what's working for him, what's not working for him. Um, there's some really, really funny discussions on this episode of the Carrotcast where we talk about sign wars and the, the funny circumstances and things that he uh, has been going through in the past, uh, just even, even recent months with bandit signs. And, uh, I mean, guys and guys, you could probably relate to this if you're doing bandit signs. If you're not, you need to listen to this part of the carrot cast where Edward talks about the sign wars that's going on in El Paso and how he's overcome them. And also some of the other things he's doing for, with marketing. How is he making door, you know, door hangers work? What's he doing to make sure that those work? Um, what's not working? And what did he do in his business to transcend the clutter, to transcend that clutter with bandit signs and door hangers and direct mail and all that stuff to really add a massively consistent and highly profitable part of his business that he now says is among the, if not the most valuable source of leads in his entire business today. And he does a lot of deals, guys and gals. So I think you're going to enjoy the heck out of this episode. You're going to get a lot of very specific things and what's working for Edward in this current cluttered market and what isn't working and also how he's transcended the sign wars and just his story. He's a great, great dude. So without further ado, I'm going to welcome on in Edward Beck into this podcast. Hey guys and gals, Trevor here with Investor Carrot. And uh, it's been a little while since I've done one of these, these, uh, these calls. And uh, we used to do a lot of case study calls back in the day. And I kind of switched up our content a little bit and I started doing more podcasts and, uh, and, and whiteboard videos. And we started getting emails from clients saying, man, we need to, we want you guys to do more case studies. And the cool thing here at Carrot 
is uh, one of the things that we bake into our business and into our key performance indicators here at our company is how many what we call doses of awesomeness we receive every week. And doses of awesomeness for us are stories that we hear from clients about uh, you know, about great things that they're doing uh, with us, with Karen, about leads that are coming in, about deals being closed. And, and we're very, very strict on what can actually qualify for a dose of awesomeness here at Carrot because we get so much stuff. We're like, man, we got to up our, up our bar. And as a, it was shoot, it's probably six months ago that um, Adrian on our team, who Adrian uh, was one of our first 100 customers or so here at Carrot about three years ago. And now he's working with us now that he's got his wholesaling business pretty much automated. Uh, he does between five and seven deals a month. Um, 100% through his online marketing, 100% through Carrot. But now he loves what we're doing on working with clients so much that he's our customer success hero. And one of the guys that he's 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 helped along over the past year or so is uh, my guest today, Edward Beck, down in Texas. And so uh, Edward had a, had a chance. Uh, Edward and I had a chance to connect on the phone a couple weeks back. And I just love, dude. I love your energy. I'm going to I'm going to introduce you to to everyone on here first, but. I love your energy and I really love um, your attitude and kind of, you're not a new guy on the block. You've been in real estate for years and years and years and you found some ways to shift your business, kind of add some fuel to the fire. So we'll talk about what you're doing, where you came from, what your background is in real estate and how you're doing uh, uh, so well today. But Edward, uh, welcome on the uh, Carrot Cast or the Carrot Cast, man, it's our podcast. Welcome on uh, this Carrot Case Study, man. And I'm excited. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, so you you and I were talking before we started uh, recording this a little bit about books because you've got your bookshelf behind you. I've got one of my bookshelves behind me. And dude, completely unrelated to real estate, how how do you feel that growth and reading and stuff like that has contributed to your success, your happiness, the whole thing? Like, what 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 do you think that reading and absorbing information like that um, is worth for you? Well, a lot of times I see myself somewhat like. Uh... I have this amazing ability to just absorb information. I'm kind of like Neo in the Matrix. It just plug me in, <laughs> and I can just suck information. I I just can't get enough. I'm a little bit of an addict, but um, it, it's always great to see different perspectives and um, see how people interpret certain things. And mm-hmm. it's been a big part of my life that's changed me and my mindset to grow and to strive for more. So yeah, definitely reading, read, read, read. And then I, I, there's also another part of it. When I don't read, I feel like my mind isn't as sharp. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something about honing me in a little more uh, calmness, focus, things of that nature. Dude, so on, on, on the reading side, cause I'm, I'm like a, I'm a student of high performance and just a student of people. Because I'm always trying to find ways to to help myself and those around me improve their performance and just live better lives. And I find uh, reading isn't just reading anything for me. Like it's literally opening a book and reading a book is what gets me those results you mentioned. Um, I do a lot of reading every day, but the online reading like zaps me. Do you feel that same thing? Is it the book that kind of makes the difference? You sitting down and reading the book or do you get the same thing online? Yeah, there, there's something special, something unique about a book, and I love the smell of books. Mm-hmm. You know, I like going into Barnes and Noble and just, oh, yeah, you know, I love, I love books, and I just sit there and you know get a, a cup of coffee or some tea. And uh, I, I'm not the one type of person that believes that you have to regiment yourself mm-hmm. to pages or chapters or. I like I like letting my mind wander when I read. Mm-hmm. So I'll read and then it'll send me down a thing and I'll just kind of put the book down and just contemplate and go down that rabbit hole yep. with it. I really enjoy that. Um, um, I know it's against what everybody says, you know, read a book a day or whatever. But to me, I'd rather retain mm-hmm. and really make change rather than just gaining knowledge. Because, you know, they, what do they, a lot of people say is that Knowledge is power, but, you know, I think knowledge is powerful if you use it and it changes you. Mm-hmm. If you just do it, you just read it, you know, it's not going to change your life. You can just have all the knowledge in the world and just sit at home eating Cheetos. <laughs> Dude, I, I was talking with um, uh, a couple of my team members this week. We're having our, our quarterly one-on-ones. 
And mm-hmm. um, we were setting goals for the year, and then we're going to help each other, you know, really encourage each other to, to nail those goals this year. And actually talking with Adrian and, and helping him set his, and we were setting these goals, and, uh, and, and, and he set a goal, and I can't remember specifically what it was, but it was something to the effect of, I'm just going to say, you know, get in, in better shape or something like that, or whatever it is, exercise three times a week or something. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at it going, man, so is exercising three times a week the actual goal that we should set? Because if you just miss a day, you know, you're not going to feel bad about it because oh, it's, I'll just pick it up and I'll just pick it up. And it doesn't matter if I just miss this one day or something. But if you set the intention of why you feel that exercising three times a week is important, kind of like with the book, it's not saying I'm going to read 10 pages a day because then you're going, okay, I'm going after it for the mechanics of saying I got 10 pages done. Yeah. But if you start the book, you're like, why am I actually want, what am I wanting to grow in? And when, and I'm going to shut that book as soon as I feel I got that. And half the books on there that I actually have read, I haven't read the whole thing. I've read like four chapters of, and then I shut the book because I got what I needed out of it. And then I was done with it. I'm like, I don't need to be reading more pages on it. I got what I needed done. Now let me go implement it and put it in my life. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the, there's one psychological thing that, that, um, I kind of made and it might somewhat go against that thought process is um, to always be a finisher. Mm -hmm. If I start something, I want to finish it. And there's a psychological thing to that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, what's that book, the Babylon, the richest man in Babylon, where it talks about if you set out to throw a pebble in the the river every time you cross the bridge, you know, do it. Mm -hmm. So, um, the, the consistency, I think, is the biggest fight that we have as entrepreneurs or people or whatever, is this fight to be consistent to what we set out we're going to do to do it mm-hmm. and to do it consistently. And that's always the battle. You know what I mean? That's that's where victory is made mm-hmm. is consistency. But I do I I do agree that sometimes if you, you like the book turned me off or I kind of like oh this is repetitive. Some books, like they're very repetitive and I'm like, mm, okay, I'm done with it. Mm-hmm. You know, he's saying the same thing over and over and over again. Like they're just filler chapters. So totally. I guess there's some to that. but Dude, so let's kind of dive into the real estate side. So I think this is a great segue because you talk about consistency and, and you know, when, when we when we really look at what makes, um, you know, one of the key factors of someone succeeding in business or succeeding online with Carrot or or whatever, it's that consistency. And you'll get a lot of people who they've got the dream, they've got the fire at the start. They might kind of implement some stuff. They don't get the results right away. So then they switch to the next thing. They switch to the next thing. They switch to mm-hmm. the next thing. So you talk about finishing. Um, let's roll all the way back to when, when you when you first got started in real estate. Um, you know what, what was it that you did to get past that first deal, that second deal, and be consistent. What were you consistently doing that you feel got you past that hump of getting started in real estate? Well, I, I think that to be honest, um, perfectly frank, most real estate investors are super lazy. Mm-hmm. They're and and uh, you know you you me as well. Sometimes I get into that, but that's that's the thing. So when when I started by myself, I used to work for my dad. That's kind of how I started. Uh, my dad was in the business and. Um, the market collapsed. His business went under, mm-hmm. and I and I went out by myself. And it was tough, you know. The market was dead. Nobody was lending any money. You know, investors were like hiding under the couches like cockroaches, and you couldn't find anybody to buy a deal, you yeah. know. And uh, but really, the biggest thing was uh, I did signs and I did door hangers, and I did it all myself. And I would wake up in the morning make sure my signs were put together and do my signs and come back home and, you know, wait to answer the phone and then, then go out later on and do door hangers. Mm -hmm. And, and that was just kind of my routine and I would just do it. And, you know, I think, I think a lot of times in a lot of people's programs, they forget the, the way that you start and the grind that it Mm -hmm. takes to get to that place where you're actually successful and you're actually making money, um, where they're kind of, I don't know, I just, I, there's a disconnect there, I think, in a lot of these different programs, because they have haven't been doing it for so long, you know, they haven't really even been on the streets, 
You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. No, totally. So, dude, you've been you've been investing for quite a while. So, how long have you been investing? Just to put this in perspective for people, twelve years. Twelve years. So, So through through a couple cycles, through the the down cycles, you started when it was up cycle and the down cycle. Yeah, so you started when it was hot. You went through the down cycle. Kind of what what did you experience during that time? What did you have to shift uh, during those massive market shifts? You had to get lean. You had mm-hmm. to get super lean, and you had to be willing to do it yourself. And that was where the the, the competition all went by the wayside because they were used to just gold in the streets, you know, just walking around picking up gold, and uh, it wasn't there anymore. So you had to switch to be, hey, you know what? You're going to have to be the, the hardworking guy and just grind it through this whole process. And I'll tell you what, here in El Paso, El Paso is the 17th biggest city in the in the U.S., and there was a lot of competition back in the day. Mm-hmm. And you know what? None of them are still here. <laughs> I'm like the last man standing, you know? <laughs> so um, when they went through all that, they all went back to working at their regular nine to five, you know? So yeah. I think that's a, a big thing too, is that to be able to go through those cycles and learn, you know what? You have to be adaptable mm-hmm. to get to that next step. But yeah, I would say the big thing was, being um, humble enough to say, you know what, I'm going to go put a sign out mm-hmm. or I'm going to go put a door hanger out where you had, we had at the the peak, like 14, 15 people working for us <laughs> and doing 10, 12 deals a month. And, you know, with, with very little stress, you mm-hmm. know, and then to, you got nobody working for you. You're going to do it yourself. Yeah go put out these signs and, and your wife's like, what's going on? You know, <laughs> like, yeah, I just, at, actually in my life, I had just gotten married, literally closed, uh, on a house, on my personal house, big old house, you know, had three cars and, uh, and then the market collapsed mm-hmm. and my dad lost everything. And luckily we got to pay everybody, but, um, you know, we were, it was tough times, just dark times, but I think that's what makes that will of steel, the ability to forge through the grind it out, mm-hmm. you know, I think to uh, take it to that next step. But yeah, no, it, it's definitely was a trying time for sure. Dude. So, so, I mean, this, this, this is really cool because, um, you know, so, sometimes you'll talk to an investor who's kind of the new, the new money investor, you know, the person who, <laughs> has been around for two, three years during this last little up cycle and, and kind of where it's hard not to win unless you're just really calculating your deal is really, really dumb. But mm-hmm. um, you're talking with someone who's been through multiple things, the up cycle, the down cycle, sticking it through, coming back through another up cycle. Where do you feel we are now? I was talking with one of our clients in South Florida yesterday, and uh, we're going to get him on a carrot cast here soon. And he does a bunch of deals and he was buying a ton of houses after the collapse when they were just dirt cheap and now he's selling he's cashing in now because he's like yeah, he's like I man agree. i don't see how miami can get much higher than this so he's cashing yeah. in and all the crazy people who are just now jumping into the business are buying them and he's going yeah. he's going man they're paying you know for these rental houses he, he said i i i worked in 50 percent expense um estimates and all my on all my places being crazy conservative he's saying these people are coming in buying at 20 percent expense expectations on these rental houses. He's, he's like, they're going to get killed, but I'm selling the houses. They want to buy them. Like, okay. So what are you seeing in your market? Are you seeing something similar? El Paso is a slow market, which is an mm-hmm. advantage to, we get to see what happens in Dallas and Austin and, and uh, the bigger cities in Texas. And we're generally about four or five years out. Mm-hmm. is what I plan. Mm-hmm. So right now the market's really hot in those areas. Ours is still sideways. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, I would say that we probably have, cause we hit in the last time, maybe about two years of hot market mm-hmm. here in El Paso, where it was going up over 10% a year, the values of the properties. So I would say once El Paso hits, we got two years left. So, yeah. <laughs> I kind of know my area, but I would say if I had, if I had to guess, I would say we're probably, you know, eight years out Mm -hmm. from, from a, from a turn of the market. It was a really good sign to see the interest rates go up 
and the market not collapse. It was a really good sign, even though none of us like it. Mm-hmm. But that's a good sign for the market that it's actually uh, truly somewhere where, you know, there's no way that the artificial interest rate should stay and you have a healthy economy. You can't mm-hmm. you can't kill savers. Yep. And think you have a good economy. You just can't. No, yeah, the interest rates are crazy low. We we bought a house uh, this last summer, and it was something like three point two five percent for a fifteen year loan. And I'm just looking at it, going, man, we thought we got an amazing mortgage eight years ago on our house, um, which was six and six percent or five point seven five. It it is crazy, man. So let, let's kind of roll into your business model a little bit. So. What is is your specific model? Are you doing one strategy and just hammering that? Are you doing multiple things depending on the deal? No, I, I think the the marketing has changed, and that was one thing that uh, uh, as the internet has increased, you know, since you know Google and so uh, search engine optimization and all of that stuff, and Facebook marketing has changed, and the conventional marketing tools don't work as well as they used to. Um, but I still do signs. I still do mail. I still do door hangers. Mm-hmm. They work, you know, it's just, they don't work as good as they used to. I used to put out a bandit sign and I'd get 10 calls, you know, mm-hmm. on 10 bandit signs, I get 10 calls a day. Mm-hmm. Now I put out 150 and I get, you know, two calls a week. Yeah. So, so what do you think, uh, what do you think is causing that? Well, it, Everybody knows this is the guy sitting at the light. He's staring at his cell phone. Yeah. He's not, he's not, he's not paying attention. So the, the outdoor advertising is not working as well as it should be. Now you still have the, the over 50 mm-hmm. where they're not checking their cell phone on the street. Yep. You know what I mean? You have the millennials and the generation extras, mm-hmm. you know, um, they're checking their phones, but the guys over 50, they're not. They're yeah. not driving around with their cell phone, checking it every second to see if somebody liked their, you know, kitty cat. <laughs> That's so. right. Dude, we were, when we were talking a couple of weeks ago, you mentioned kind of the, the bandit sign wars, the sign wars you're going through. Oh, um, yeah, dude. Oh, dude yeah. So what, kind of, tell us about some of those in, in the trenches stories that you've been going through the dude, last I, several years. I should do a reality show <laughs> Like, like you think there's a war going on in Afghanistan. There's one going on on my streets. Like really, like <laughs> there's he's, there's a guy where you'll he thinks he's got like the street and he owns the streets, right? Mm-hmm. So big thoroughfares in the city where there's a lot of traffic. And so if you put your sign on his street, you know he's gonna steal it. <laughs> and then you want to catch him and like. It's crazy. Like the, the sign wars is crazy. And then you call him up and he's like, I saw you steal my signs. Now it's war. So literally for the next month, you guys go, we go to war and then you have a meeting of like the five families in real estate. And then, and, and you here in El Paso, you sit around and say, okay, we're going to make peace. And because the, the war's not good for anybody, no. you, know? <laughs> you just lose money. So you just like lose $10,000 a month at war with this guy. And literally, because in El Paso, um, they made it pretty much impossible to put the the regular staked uh, bandit signs. Now the sign ordinance, you literally have to put an A-frame sign with uh, and then pick it up, put it out and pick it up every day, which is insane. But um, so if you lose one of those signs, you know, there's like 15 bucks opposed yeah. to just uh, – uh, like a regular band sign, like $3. Mm-hmm. But, um, man, and then you, you forage on your enemy, so you use his A-frame and you put it out there. That's my A-frame. <laughs> I know it. Like, is that how I make it or whatever? It's, it's <laughs> you know, and that's the one of the, the I guess, was segue into the investor carrot, man, because it's, man, it's tiring, the sign wars and all of that stuff. You know, mail is 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 good. It's tried and true. Your bang for your buck is not as high and banded signs or A-frame signs or whatever you want to call them. And and uh, actually the best bang for your buck that I've found aside from the internet is door hangers. Hmm. But the problem with door hangers is the human factor. Yeah. You know, I get the calls where they're like, hey, 
why are you putting all these things in my trash can? I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> where are you at? I'm going to go pick them up. You know, can you send me a picture so I can fire my post-it guy? You know, <laughs> I literally had a guy that was my door hanger guy and I put a GPS in his pocket. He would have to carry it around with him so I could track him on my computer to see where he is at. And, and the only reason I ever found out that he wasn't there because who's going to sit there and watch your computer all day yeah. is uh, he butt dialed me at the bar when he was supposed to be. <laughs> True story. So, so, you're, so you're paying people per piece, per piece that they, that they took out and hung. I got it. I got it down to a pack. Well, primarily because I used to do it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, you can't tell me that you can't do this many in an hour. So yeah. I got it down to where you could do 75 to 81 houses an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'll pay you. And I, and I paid them based on that, just an hourly wage. Mm-hmm. So however many they turned it in on the back, I used to use, I use a, a discount printer. I don't know if you ever used them. And uh, what they have is they have these packs and they fit perfectly in the back pocket of your mm-hmm. jeans. And it has a little, um, it's like a post-it note. And then it has a little um, like piece of paper on the back, just like a post-it note. Okay. So he would literally turn in those back pieces of paper hmm. and then show me a map where he walked through it or what have you. Okay. So that's kind of how I had it. And we would just do the whole city like every six months. So what, what kind of, what kind of message on those is work is working for you? And, and have you had to change that message from five years I ago to today? Did. I did. I used to, <laughs> there was a really bad one that I did. It, it says notice and here in El Paso, everything has to be bilingual. So it says notice and it says aviso on, so it's side by side advertisement. Mm-hmm. Aviso means notice in Spanish. And, uh, and then it just goes through, are you going through that, 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 you know, foreclosure behind your mortgage? Did you inherit this house? All the different reasons people sell to, uh, investors at discounted prices. Mm-hmm. If so, call this number, but it was a big yellow notice and it looked like their water got turned off gotcha so <laughs> i gotcha. would get so many angry calls oh my gosh i had one guy literally say if you bring this back to my house i'm gonna shoot you and i was like <laughs> <laughs> so let's cross that address off the list you know and that's the thing is they never want to tell you the address they just call you angry and screaming mm-hmm. at you and you're like well, i don't know which house you're talking about well, you want to give me your address and they don't want to give you their address mm-hmm. so you just like how am i going to know what house not to hit <laughs> <laughs> dude so this they, this this is this is oh sorry man i didn't mean to talk over you there no go ahead i was gonna say this this is a really good segue to the online side because with the online side and, and you're experiencing it um you don't really get those experiences because the person's seeking you out they land on your site they're actually engaging with you they're asking you to get a hold of them, so you're not going to get those people who are who are mad because because you you drops a, a direct mail piece or or something on their door. And and when I'm saying this, I, I'm not saying it, guys and gals, to say stop using this because, like Edward was saying, they're still working for them. They're 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 not as effective as they were maybe three, four, five years ago, but they're still working. So, kind of what you need to do is keep on doing what's working, keep finding ways to keep making that work, and but then stack on other stuff to make sure that you're growing that business or filling that, that gap in your leads. And dude, when, when, when did you start using the web? Um, and what kind of results were you seeing originally? Cause I know you weren't with carrot at the start. Yeah, no. Um, the way that I got on the web is, um, I started noticing a decline slowly, steady in my leads. And I have a sales matrix that I follow that shows my closing ratios and things like that. So I know, where it's falling apart. Primarily, I got it from when I had the big business, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, different partnerships. We've used it in the past and things of that nature. But um, I started seeing like, wow, it's not working as well as you used to. And and you're trying to find out what the problem is. And then the culprit really was uh, the Internet. Mm-hmm. So um, I knew I needed to get on the Internet, but I didn't know anything about websites like i took a c plus plus class in college and i totally just like dropped out of it because i had no idea it's like you had to learn a whole new language so i had no idea where to go and and uh and who to trust so um i'd say about five or six years ago i got a call 
from a friend and he said uh, that he wanted to build a sales funnel on um, Facebook and sell me leads for real estate. And I said, okay, well, let's go meet. So we went to lunch, sat down, and he he continued to sell me on the idea. And I said, well, how many clients do you have? Well, he's – He's like, my guy, he just moved, is a friend of his that just moved here from Florida. He used to do it in Florida. I was the first client. Mm-hmm. So I told him, I said, well, how much to buy into your company? Because mm-hmm. I, I said, man, at least if I buy into it, I can learn it to some extent and then know for sure that they're doing something because it's kind of like taking your car to the mechanic. You really don't know what's going on unless you – are a mechanic, you know, mm-hmm. he could tell you anything's wrong with your car and charge you whatever, you know? So, and that's how I always felt about the internet. Cause I just felt like insecure because I didn't know what it was mm-hmm. and I didn't know how to tell if he was actually, you know, building backlinks or really optimizing my, my website. How would you even know? Yep. So I bought into the business, um, and, and just did it primarily just to run my, my, uh, my website. So we started a website, put it up and started doing SEO and it started ranking, but you know what? I wasn't getting any leads off of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I started looking and, uh, I'm not sure how I found investor carrot, but, um, I don't remember how I found it. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming it was somewhere online and, uh, um, I don't think anybody told me about it. Mm-hmm. And and so I just bought the program and uh, started working it. And then I called in and talked to Adrian and and made a deal with Adrian to start running my website. And I said, I've got this one that's already ranking. Let's see if you can use you, this new URL that I just bought on GoDaddy and say, can you outrank my website? And the other one is, is a company, just to be clear with, with people, it's a company that you owned part of that yeah. was, that was implementing that for you. They got a rank. So that's the cool thing. It, it started to rank well, but it sounds like people were visiting the website. They just weren't converting into a lead. Yeah, no, I would get a lead a year and I was on the first page of Google and it was just, and I would like, literally he's like, you got to write blogs. This was his thing. So I would write these thousand word blog you know, and I'm not a writer by any means of the imagination. So I would write these blogs and uh, put them up on my page and, you know, try and put X amount of words that say houses and you know <laughs> cash and stuff like that. And, to, you know, you don't want to use too much and you don't want to use too little. And, you know, so I would do these things and I wrote like 50 blogs and I even paid some guy in the Philippines to write blogs for me and, and they were like gibberish. Like mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> the struggle is real. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, it, um, in, within that first uh, year, he, I got more leads. Like I would say, ten times more leads on the Investor Care website, even before it was outranking um, mm-hmm. the other website. Dude, so so that that's one thing I kind of want, un, want to unpack that a little bit for people. So. Uh, dude, I, I went through the same things. You know, I'm, I'm not a, a techie guy. I can hack through enough code to get myself in trouble because I had to. I had to learn you know, coding mm-hmm. um, basic WordPress websites back in the day when I didn't have the money to pay someone. Or even when I had the money to pay for someone, I didn't know who to actually go to because I didn't know who was actually good, who actually knew what they were doing instead of just saying that they did. And, and that's the vast majority of web guys, the vast majority of SEO people, even the vast majority of online marketing systems in, in our industry, they say that they are great for SEO. They say they're great for performance, but when it actually comes to it and you test it online, um, the results don't show that. And that's one thing that we had to become really good at. But me, and then, and then I'm like, man, I need to find a great web guy. That web guy is our CTO at Carrot now. And long story short, man, we, we, I found that performance, you know, making your website perform well uh, is number one because you can bust your butt like you guys did rank, making it rank well. You can have a great pay-per-click campaign. You can have a great, you know, whatever and get people landing on the site. But if they're not converting into a, a, a lead for you, all that works for yeah. not. And so that's why we focus so much on performance. It sounds like you're getting the benefits of that. So right now, man, you've got uh, three, four websites with us, something like that. 
Um, I was just looking in the back end. You've got hundreds of seller leads there, which is pretty sweet. Uh, what, what are you seeing as far as the results the online is pulling for you? And how is, how is that changing your business? The results? Well, you know, the, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm ranking pretty much one or two on the major four search terms. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, one of my website or the other websites um, for each one. And, and that's kind of where I'm wanting to get is we're at the point where we're going to start taking over um, the first place, but the, the leads are coming in and they're nice. You know, there, there's maybe two competitors where as with bandit signs and not so much mail, but the bandit signs, you generally go and you've got six, seven competitors. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's an, a big advantage to the, the warms, the, the leads are more warm. They're more receptive. Mm-hmm. Um, they're less standoffish and um, a lead off of a bandit sign. The the seller is more skeptical if you're legit mm-hmm. um, than off of the internet. Um, you don't have that uh, skept- skeptic yep. uh, mindset where they're like, can you really buy my house and things like that. Um, and dude, in, in the internet kind of solves part of that. I'm, I'm on one of your sites right now and, you know, you've got content on there, obviously. So someone lands on the site and uh, on a bandit sign, you've only got space to put what, maybe 10 words on it or something. And, no, and not number. even 10. <laughs> what you do is a, yeah. So if you guys are doing bandit signs with 10 words, gonna do, do three words, mm-hmm. max four words. You can do three words. Like what my bandit signs say is just, we buy houses mm-hmm. and then my website and then the phone number. Cause people are driving by going, uh, 40, 50 miles an hour. They're not going to have the ability to read through that. So what you really want them to do is just pick up the phone and call you. Um, so, um, yeah, but you, you, all you get to say is that you're one of those guys. Yeah, exactly. You know and, what I mean? and, and, and then they, and like you said, in their mind, then they're kind of going, okay, let me call them up. And then now I need to vet them out. And that's where all of that work has to happen on the phone or you're walking into their house and, and talking there. So the, the online side if someone types in a search phrase, whatever the search phrase is, um, you've put in the work or put in the investment to have someone do the work for you to get it ranked there. So that didn't happen overnight. We'll talk about that here in a second. They, you didn't just launch a carrot site. And it was just ranking uh, all of a sudden. There was some work that had to go into it um, by oh. you or someone or both. But then they land on the site. And then that site is just set up in a way that we have used so many tests, thousands of tests over the year to speak that language to that seller, to, to join that conversation in their mind, to then guide them toward that decision to go, well, shoot, I know they can solve my problem because I can see that they can solve it. They're, the words are telling me they have a service that does it. Now let me see if they're for real. Go check out the about page. Go check out you know, maybe your social media if it's linked to the site. If you have testimonials on there, those help vet you even more to show, hey, I'm not the first one who's worked with these people. So the, the seller has that chance to kind of come into this ecosystem on a website that's set up correctly um, yeah. to build trust and credibility. They engage with you, like you said, then they're warm. They've already looked at, uh, at your, your service a little bit. Um, and they're saying, hey, you know, the, it looks like you can help me. Let, let's talk. And um, it's just a mass, massive, massive difference on the credibility side. Dude, what, what do you see? In, I know you're a big numbers guy. Are you tracking your, your lead to close ratio? Um, on online versus offline? Yeah, offline, I'm probably around 25%. Uh, online, I'm about 30%, 31%. So it's, it's definitely a lot higher. Um, the, co- the competition is coming, though. I'm telling you what, the competition is getting fierce online. Mm-hmm. Hence the reason I've got multiple websites, because I'm like, I don't want 10 people on page one, and then you have 10 people that you have to compete against, you know? Mm-hmm. So that was one of my strategies, why I wanted multiple websites. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, for sure. Cause I see them, they're coming, you know, they're asking me questions and I'm, I'm like, not trying not to tell them anything. <laughs> like, you know, one of the guys, he, he literally, um, he, he literally, uh, I was a, I was a partner in a, in a company a, a couple years ago and we had a, uh, and, and I had my website and it was ranking and we were using it. And, uh, and then I left, I, bought, I got bought out of the company, went out with another partner. And, uh, the next day I look and there's a website it's up and it's, it, it's, it's exactly my website, but it's not an investor carrot website. 
So I called down there. I was like, they stole all your content, even the picture, you know, yeah. the picture with the guy with the sign with his wife. Yeah. He stole that picture. And uh, so Adrian had to call him and tell him, hey, you know what? You can't copy all of our website. I, dude, I, so, I remember that. And that happens quite a bit because, like, I'm going to go back to one thing you said earlier in the call that most people are lazy. And, and dude, to me, that's completely, completely lazy because if you feel that you're going to grow a real, sustainable, consistent business – off of not having any original thought at all. And, and it's, it's not going to happen. You might get some success right away, but it's just not going to happen. And, um, and I think another thing on the, on the mindset side of it is if you're going to go out there and steal people's stuff, you know, whether it's a you know, bandit center or whatever it is, but if you're going to steal people's marketing, if you're going to go and grab someone's direct mail piece and copy it word for word without adjusting it and kind of building in your own uniqueness, I think yeah. it speaks to the mindset that that, that, that person has uh, toward the longevity of their business. Now, we all emulate. We all probably even copy some stuff. But I think the people who see the best long-term results are the people who they take inspiration from that stuff. And they go, yeah. okay, let me understand why it's working, first of all. Because yeah. I might be copying something that's not working. You know, yeah. Let me understand why it's working. And then now let me build in my own uniqueness to it and make it great. And uh, that's a perfect model for for success online or offline. That's a big thing that we're going to do. We were, me and Adrian have been talking this next year. We're really going to get on. Um, Cause I watched your other video with a gentleman out of town and his big thing was the branding that this hiding behind your bandit sign number, you know, the, the catchy vanity phone number. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I said, man, you know, that's true. So I'm going to get, you know, on video and I'm going to start um, pushing that social media and, ex- and explaining different things about the process, mm-hmm. answering questions that consumers have. And I'm going to kind of get ahead of that edge. And I think that's sure. where the market is going for marketing is um, video content that answers questions to your consumers. Dude, it, it, it totally is. And I did a podcast. It hasn't released from the time that we're doing this. But if you guys are, are watching this you know, later in, in 2017 or even 2018, just go to com. I've got a podcast up there that gives predictions um, for this coming year. And one of my predictions is just kind of a building of what I predicted for 2016. And the, one of the predictions is that, that if you're not cutting through the clutter moving forward, with content, content's one way to do it. But if you're not cutting through the clutter, you're 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 probably going to get washed out of the market, or your results are going to keep on going down and down and down. And if you think of it on the psychology side, um, you know, Facebook is growing massively every month still, um, and and it's not slowing down. And it's kind of Facebook is the biggest time suck of anything probably in the <laughs> world for for people. And there are some crazy mm-hmm. stats, like it's you know the, the number of hours that that people spend on Facebook per day is massive, um, mm-hmm. you know, in, in general. And then yeah. it said something like on average human beings spend 20 minutes or more on Facebook per day. And so if you think about the psychology of it, we're just hardwired to want to connect. Um, at least on average, how, how much it said on average that a human being spends 20 minutes or more per day on Facebook. Wow. I thought it would be like, four hours or something. Crazy. Well, it probably is, but that's on average. You know, that, that's like, that's like taking the people who check it once a week and all that stuff. But is it just worldwide? Yeah, it's, it's worldwide. Uh, so probably a lot of people that don't even have cell phones. And stuff exactly. Like that. Yeah. So that, that's, that's that. But then also kind of what, what I'm wanting to dive in here on, on the psychology side is, is people are just used to seeing um, communication in threads of, of in, in, in the social manner. And it's really hard to be social without putting a face on, on your website. It's really hard to be social without putting some sort of personality behind it that they can go, man, this is a person. This is a person behind this business, not just a nameless, faceless corporation. And I think the podcast you were talking about was probably with Martin Bonesire out of Phoenix, where yeah. um, an amazing dude, and he's going in there able to, to buy houses with four, three or four other investors offering um, offers higher than his. He's going in and buying these houses and um, it's because of his credibility. It's because he's coming into that house with his nice logoed shirt. And, you know, he's got a video of him online. So people know what to expect and they know to. And he's not the guy going into the houses because they buy 10 to 15 uh-huh. houses a month. Uh, they've, yeah, built, yeah. Yeah, they've built a persona. 
and they know what to expect that it's a professional organization. Oh yeah, your company's with Martin because I've seen him online. Um, and uh, and you're right, dude. Just getting consistent with making a connection with people is going to be huge this year, and that's something that uh, obviously we can help you in a big way. Yeah, no, I agree, man. And uh, you guys in, in your program has been a huge blessing to my business and my family. Um, it's definitely what I was looking for, you know, the concept. And uh, I don't mean to embarrass you, but, yeah, no, it's awesome. It rocks. Cool. So I'm totally a fan. You know, I need to get me a carrot so I can put on my bookshelf. Dude, how do we not have you some carrot swag yet? So, no, we're, we're getting you some carrot swag. Uh, do, do you want a super carrot, a farmer carrot, or the uh, the normal carrot, man? Uh, what, the super carrot is a big one. Super no super carrot. Oh, I don't have one here with me. Um, oh, they're okay. all in the other office. Super carrot. Oh, it's like a li- Superman. Dude, carrot. it's a Superman, man. It's it's got a cape on the back. It's oh, the that's the one I want. Yeah, for sure. we'll get you so a I'm, super I'm a carrot guy. So we'll get you a super carrot, man, and, and some other carrot swag. So um, for sure, dude, I got a few other questions for you, and then we'll wrap this up. Um, and, and these questions, I'm being honest with people watching this, these are going to be direct to the heart of why we do what we do here at Carrot. And I'm not going to be shy or bashful about, about this because I feel that we've made a massive difference in probably the future of your business. And I know we have in thousands of others because we get the letters, we get the doses of awesomeness. Um, a few questions for you and just be honest about them. Don't, don't sugarcoat it because I'm on here with you. Uh, what do you feel your business would be like today if you hadn't made the switch from the business that you were running an SEO and, and website company before to using carrot. I'd, I'd still be like a fish out of water, you know, trying to figure it out on my own. Um, and you know, right now the, the website has given me a, a level of security, mm-hmm. which is rare in real estate investing. You know, if, if you guys have been doing it any amount of time, where you're just full time and you're doing it on your local level where you're just grinding it out. And, you know, sometimes you, you got three, four months, you don't get any deals and then you get 10 the next month. Mm-hmm. Um, the consistency, the, the level of, of reassurance about the marketing, especially when you're at war yeah. <laughs> in a sign war. Um, in, you know, I don't have to worry about a sign war if it happens or if it doesn't happen, mm-hmm. you know, I don't have to worry about, um, you know, the mail not, not bringing the business this month. And, uh, that, you know, you answered a security question to build security into a business that's very insecure. Mm -hmm. It's there's, there's no real, you can have all the matrixes and Excel spreadsheets in the world, but if you don't get that deal done that month, you know, you didn't make no money. You just wasted your whole month. So, um, and it comes down to sales, you know, uh, a lot of times, you know, you can have the deal, you're there in front of them. And then the next guy just offers, you know, $10,000 more because he, he watched home TV network and he thinks he's going to get rich on every deal. And you're like, Oh, you know, and this frustration of it. So, um, and the only people that you're competing against online are professionals. Mm-hmm. You know? So there's a lot to that. You know what I mean? Yep. It, it has been a huge, relief you know and i'm like i told adrian i said i said i'm ready to double down you know mm-hmm. dude so if, if you had to ensure ensure whatever whatever you're comfortable with but if you had to put some sort of a concrete number or something like that on the impact that that carrot has had for you versus what you're doing before it could be a dollar amount it could be hey i'm doing an extra 20 deals a year because of this or whatever um mm-hmm. just off the top of your head broad numbers what, what do you feel the impact the extra impact on your business has been in concrete numbers because of the I was spending, I was spending maybe $15,000 a month in marketing mm-hmm. here in my local area on average in without, without the web and the web has taken it to where I literally don't even need the outside. It's just, you know, uh, it's icing on the top. Mm-hmm. So, um, when, while I'm doing, uh, three deals a month, four deals a month consistently, but with no stress and not the huge overhead mm-hmm. that the outdoor marketing, you know, I had a full-time guy putting signs and picking them up every day. And I had, you know, a full-time guy that would do nothing but door hangers. Mm-hmm. I had, uh, and then I had to, you know, pay one of the mailing houses to do 
the mailing and buy the list and he had to buy it every year and he, or every six months, mm-hmm. you know, that, that whole idea, don't get me wrong. I still do it. It's just on a lower scale. Yep. I scaled it back and now I don't need as much of the human factor that I did need back in the day with the banded signs. So dude, I love it. Last question for you. Then I'll let you go. If there's someone watching this and, and maybe they're just getting started in real estate or they're really experienced like you, um, and they're just not really, they're either not getting the results online that they're, that they're looking for because they're using a sub-optimized website or just, they don't have the strategy set or on the flip side of it, let's say they're just getting stressed out with the offline stuff, you know, and that's, they, they keep on seeing the numbers go down and down like you were in the competition going up and up. What, what advice would you give them if they were looking at making the switch to carrot or diving in with us uh, versus let's say building their own website? Well, the the idea is you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You know what I mean? Um, the the platform that Carrot provides is a it's a rocket ship, you know. And all you need to do is just do your do your do your stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not going to happen tomorrow. And I think a lot of people that do SEO um, they think that it's going to happen tomorrow. And it's it's not real. And that's one thing I love about it because. Mm-hmm. What you sell is not a get rich quick scheme. Nope, not at all. Like most of the stuff in this business is all, you know, hype with a freaking million dollar bill crumbled up behind you, driving <laughs> a Ferrari, talking about. And the guy that's there, you know, thinking about quitting his job at Waterburger. If you don't know what Waterburger is, because you guys are probably not from <laughs> Dude, Texas. I, I, I've been to Texas many times and had many of those, man. They're awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the guy working at Waterburger that's wanting to move his job over. And to get into an industry and, and find financial freedom, you know, like literally today, I can do whatever I want. You know, I can go to Starbucks for four hours and read if I want to. I'm not tied down. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not driving a Ferrari, you know, but I have the life I love. Um, I have time to spend with my family. I have uh, great friends. I have great partners. Like, dude, what what else do you want? But just know that it's not going to happen overnight. You yep. know what I mean? Yeah, it's it, going to take time, hard work, dedication. Got, got, got to put that in. I think that's a great, great spot to end here is, is guys and gals. I mean, you can see from Edward, he's worked his butt off over the past, you know, I get 10 plus years, 12 years or so in the real estate business and seen multiple cycles and seen the amazing times. They had a bunch of team members and doing 10 plus deals a month down to one man crew, just himself hustling and and doing the work and, and carrying that consistency back in the upslide. And then also, once again, he's seen what you guys are all going through right now, where he's seen um, the, the, the offline marketing, just all marketing, not even just offline, online too. It's just getting more competitive. So you, you've got to create that consistency and more predictability into your business. Otherwise, you're in this boom and bust cycle. And that's not why we became entrepreneurs. We didn't become entrepreneurs so we can be stressed out every other month, not knowing where our business is going to come from. And that for me is the most important thing about why we have invested in, in we throw everything into our into online marketing and we've grown a you know, multiple million dollar year business, hundred percent off online. And we've helped thousands of our customers generate tens of thousands of leads per month and really add consistency and predictability to their business. But like you said, it takes work. It takes patience. It takes wanting to build a real asset over the long term. And not being that impulse person who's got to have that result in a month or two months or three months. And you could have that result in a month or two months or three months if you have a good pay-per-click budget and someone who's really good managing it. And you're driving to a website that's optimized and and, and your market's not crazy. So you could have that result quickly. But you've got Mm -hmm. to have money um, uh, to, to get that in place. And then over the long term, if you do it right or have the right tool or people like uh, Edward's had with Carrot, uh, you can really help the SEO side work for you. So, dude, I, I love your story, man. And, and I think it's something that you know, we barely scratched the surface on what you do and your processes and just kind of some of the things that make you tick. So it could be cool having you on a carrot cast and just talking about that. You know, how do you gain freedom with your real estate business instead of it owning you? I think that'd be an amazing topic because um, it, it seems like you're really loving what you're doing and uh, and you figured some stuff out, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on, bro. It was awesome. You know, we gotta we gotta connect more for sure. I love talking to you. I love your podcast too, man. Thanks. Man. And your uh, your what what was the one called the uh, carrot ca- carrot 
the, the video uh, ones? We've got the whiteboard. We just call them strategy sketch. The strategy okay. sketches yeah. on the whiteboard. Yeah. Did I recorded like six more last week? And so people will have some more rolling out here over the coming months. But dude, that's that's one thing right there that this year we're going to be pulling back the curtain on what we do behind the scenes at Carrot with our content marketing. And we're actually building into our software some of the systems that we're using behind the scenes to really crush it in content marketing. So wow. um, here in the future, you do a video. It's not in there yet. We're, we're building it. So you do a video, and we're going to you know, give you some topics to do videos on. And then you'll be able to, and that'll all be in the software. Hey, here's some topics to do a video on in your market. You upload the video. We'll tell you exactly what to optimize it for. You take that darn video, put it in a blog post. And then with then you can kind of emulate one of our processes and it'll say, Hey, get this transcribed. So it'll send that video to the transcriptionist, pipe that content back into your article, and then you can edit it. And uh, cause that's what we do internally with all those whiteboard videos. And it takes the process. Like you mentioned before, you wrote 50 articles or a thousand words. I know how painstaking it can be to do that where (laughs) for a guy like you and me, it might take me a half a day to write a really good article. Dude, these videos, the way that we're doing it, it's seven minutes and that's all my time commitment and the content's amazing. And it turns into written content through this process. So we're building those things into Carrot more and more. You just made my day telling me that. Because I'm already doing the videos. I already know that's where it's going. And you're already ahead of me. Dude. Maybe by the time I'm done with all the videos, i just upload them to my website. Yeah. <laughs> dude, even when you're done with them, uh, if we don't have that in place, dude, I'll, I'll walk through our process because it's dead simple. And it's going to work great for you on your website stuff and completely crack through the clutter. Because no, I guarantee no one in your market's doing this. Not one person. No, so. no, no, no. Well, dude, I love it, man. I'll let you get going. I really appreciate your time. I really appreciate your, your wisdom and just uh, how much of a, a, a beacon of positivity you are. Um, and I'm sure you are for your family and community as well. And we just appreciate you being a Carrot client. And, and everyone watching this, um, if you're inspired by Edward's story, um, if, you're, uh, if, if you've grabbed one, two, three things out of this, uh, for me, it's consistency. You got to be consistent with your business. You got to be consistent with working and not expecting the world with no work. Uh, number two, you've got to really make sure, and this one's going to be in shameless, but I know I'm being shameless because I know it works. And I honestly feel that if people don't do this, they're going to be not getting the results they want. But if you're going to be leveraging the web, you do not want to reinvent the wheel. You team up with something, team up with a system, a team, whatever, if it's carrot, awesome. That's going to help you actually implement something that you know and can prove already works. And then you can amplify it from there. Um, and number three, keep learning, keep growing. And it's like Edward said, uh, absorb that information and go out there and implement it. Any parting words before we go? No, nah, man. Uh, thank you so much. Um, God bless you guys. And we'll see you next time. Yeah. I, I'd love to be back. So no, I'm definitely going to have you back, man. Well, I appreciate it. Have an amazing rest of the week, guys and gals. And Edward, thanks very much, man. Episode 34 of the Caracast is now in the books, guys and gals, with Edward Beck as our guest on this episode of the Caracast. And uh, once again, I really want to appreciate you, Edward, uh, for hopping on the Caracast with us. And I really want to throw out our appreciation for everyone that listens to the Caracast uh, consistently and religiously. And also for those of you who this is your first time, um, like I said, our, our mission here at Carrot uh, is to it's to really add humanity back to business and help you regain the precious time in your life that matters. And uh, I know we're a software company. We help people generate tens of thousands of leads in the real estate industry by far more than any other company in the entire world for real estate investors as far as online marketing goes. And uh, that's our core business. But the thing that excites us is to add humanity back into business. How do you make it a more amazing business? How do, you, how do you add humanity back into your business to where your clients and prospects absolutely love you and you have an insane amount of fun doing it? And how do you regain more time in your life for those things that matter? We hope our software helps you do that. We hope our software helps you have a better ROI, which our clients report back each and every month that that is what happens. Okay. And also these episodes of the Caracast, I want you guys to focus on what's important because all day long, we could be talking about this tactic and that tactic. Okay. But if we don't have a strong foundation for why we're doing what we're doing, the important stuff, if we're not structuring the business in a way that builds the business that truly serves you, that truly serves you, that truly does amazing things in your market for your clients, that builds raving fans as clients, 
that makes a business fun where you love to connect with your clients, you love to connect with the community, you absolutely love the business and the role that you've built. That, my friends, is why we've started the CarrotCast. So if you want to listen to more of this, make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes. Just head over to CarrotCast.com or look us up on iTunes. Subscribe and leave us a rating and review over there because that right there is what helps us know whether we're doing the right thing and also honestly uh, helps us get in front of more people so we can spread our message to help more people build amazing businesses they love and make a big difference. All right, last but not least, if you are looking to generate more leads online just like Edward has, Okay, there, it, it's no secret that what we do here at Carrot is leading the industry, that, that even our competitors emulate what we do on their own systems because we know that, because they know that, that we are the ones testing the stuff, we do the hard work, and then they kind of emulate it. This is awesome because we are light years ahead of, of, of where they're going, and we always want to make sure our clients are as well. So if you, if you think that we can help you grow your business leveraging the web, even if you're mainly an offline guy like Edward was, helping you recapture more of that market advantage and that lead by coming online, having a solid strategy and implementing it, uh, join us. Go to oncarrot.com forward slash plans and check out our plans and see what fits you. Okay, or uh, head over and, and uh, check out a webinar. We do webinars each and every week that walk you through the exact marketing plan that we use that Edward used. You can listen to all that for free. And then if you find that Carrot is a fit for you to help you cut the learning process and cut the curve on developing the strategy and the, and the website that's going to help you get there, then that's uh, where you can start to work with us. So uh, you can just head over there to online or to uh, oncarrot.com forward slash webinar, on, oncarrot.com forward slash webinar. And uh, check out this week's webinar. All right. So without further ado, have an amazing rest of the week. Go out there, regain more time in your life, and add humanity back into your life. Be that beacon of positivity and possibility for those around you. So they look at you and they go, man, I don't know what that guy or gal has, but I want more of that. All right. Have an amazing week, guys and gals. (music) 